Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. There you go. Good to see you guys this morning. Uh, I don't know if any of you are old enough or, or watch enough TV to ever watch the TV show Andy Griffith. You ever watch that? You, you know that character Gomer Pyle that has the little mantra, surprise, surprise, surprise? Well, I kind of feel like Gomer Pyle today, surprise, 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 because I did not plan on standing here in front of you this morning. Uh, unfortunately, Pastor's not feeling well. He's kind of under the weather, been sick for a few days, so he sends his love. Got a text from him a little while ago. Loves you guys, would love to be here, and I would love for him to be here too. But here we are. So, uh, but be praying for him. He's, he's kind of getting a little better. So be praying for him that this, he really kicks this thing uh, to the curb and gets uh, totally well. But thank you, Pastor, Pastor Suzanne, for the opportunity to step in and teach these wonderful people the Word of God. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for uh, your support, your love, and, and allowing me to be able to do that. Uh, but today, here's what we're going to talk about. This may come as a surprise to you because I'm back up here, and I just, it's hard for me to let topics go. You guys know that. I mean, if you've ever heard of the word Nehemiah, you know what I'm talking about. It's hard for me to let topics go. So today, what I'm going to talk about is giving your best when it matters the most Part three, and if Jesus doesn't come back, we could have a part one million and two. I don't really know, but today, giving your best when it matters the most is what we're going to talk about. I just, I'm having a hard time getting this word out of me. It's just really burning deep within me, uh, and let me tell you where the word comes from, and you know this because I told you this about three weeks ago. At the beginning of the year, Pastor George started a series called The Beginnings, and as I was sitting there, it just really spoke volumes to me and just really had a major impact on my life. And my whole thought process of coming into 2023. And as I was thinking about that, and I think I told you this when we kicked this series off, as I was telling you that, one of the things I felt God spoke to me was this, as wonderful as the beginning is, the finishing is even better. Come on now. As wonderful as the beginning is, the finishing is even better. So Pastor Jamie and I tag team, and we did this little brief series. I did one, he did one, now we're in three, obviously. And uh, we just really had this thing of, of giving your best when it matters the most. Now, when I kicked this thing off a couple of weeks ago, uh, my main theme was this right here. It's not about me, it's about we. Come on now. It's not about me. It's about we. And there is something that is really powerful in Romans chapter 12 that tells us when we get our eyes off of ourselves and we get our eyes on serving each other, serving the kingdom of God, and serving the household of faith, Romans chapter 12 says our energy and our endurance goes up really high. I become what Paul calls a mature, come on now, a mature believer. Same word that's used in Philippians chapter 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, let your maturity be known to all men, for the Lord is at hand. Same word 
that Paul uses there. So when I get my eyes off of me, and I get my eyes on we, and I start serving the body of Christ, my energy and my endurance goes up. And then after me, Pastor Jamie came along, and he, he cleaned up my mess. Come on now. He cleaned up my mess, did a phenomenal job of really getting deeper into something I could only touch on, and that's diversity. Now, as I told you a couple of weeks ago, sometimes the word diversity kind of messes with our mind a little bit. And here's why. We get too much into, listen to Pastor Ron, we get too much into the cultural definition of diversity instead of the biblical definition of diversity. Guys, we need, listen to me now, we need diversity. Without diversity, we have uniformity. We all look the same. We all talk the same. We all walk the same. We all think the same. Listen, if you and I agree on everything, one of us is not necessary. You got what I'm saying? I, I need you to be different than me. I need you to look different than me. I need you to think different than me. I, I give you my word as a gentleman and a scholar, we don't need a room full of Ron Hyatts. Come on, if you say amen right there, I'm going to get mad. <laughs> we, we don't need that. We need diversity. Without diversity, all we have is uniformity. And listen to me, the kingdom of God is not homogenized. It is red, yellow, black, and white. You know, uh, when I shared that principle with you a couple of weeks ago, I told a Miss Chris story. Is Miss Chris in here? She may be back with the kids. And that's cool that she's not. No worries. She's with the kids? Good deal. Well, I told a Miss Chris story, but today I'm going to tell a Miss Zadie story. Where's Miss Zadie? Wave to me, Miss Zadie. Wave to me. There you go. Literally at 10 o'clock, I'm just about to walk up onto the platform to go backstage, and Miss Zadie makes a beeline for me and calls me off the platform. Now, Miss Zadie, I got socks longer than Miss Zadie, but I listened to her. All right? She called me off the platform, so I came down, and she said some really, really sweet things that just really blessed my heart. But one of the things she said was, uh, she said, I don't know if you remember or not, when Al was in the hospital and about to pass away, I showed up at the hospital to visit Al, and I loved Al London. And I, I showed up to visit him, but when I walked into that room, every one of her kids turned and looked at me and said, who is this big white boy? <laughs> they didn't know me, but I walked in there and loved on Miss Sadie and lo <laughs> loved on Al, and then things, come on now, things changed because I did Al's funeral. I did Al's funeral, and their kids love me today, love Pastor George, love Pastor Suzanne, love the Rock of Gainesville. We don't look the same, but we serve the same Jesus. We serve the same Jesus. So we need diversity, and Pastor Jamie did a great job of the biblical definition of diversity. So here we are today, and we're talking about, what are we talking about? Oh, giving your best when it <laughs> Hey, I'm 65, baby. You got to cut me some slack. It's Diet Coke. That came out of your heart. <laughs> giving your best when it matters 
the most. Here's what I want to talk about. I want to take you to a scripture in Joshua chapter 1. And it literally is a period in the history of Israel where they have to give their best when it matters the most. They are at critical mass. They're at ground zero. They literally are on the threshold of about to step into their inheritance. It's called the promised land. So they've got to give their best because it matters the most. So let's, uh, let's look at the context real quickly. Here it is. First of all, Moses has died. And Joshua has taken over the reins to lead Israel into the promise of land. And then also what's going to happen is by obeying the Lord's command, they're going to be victorious and they're going to fight but get into the promised land. Now listen to Pastor Ron. Let's apply this to ourselves. In 2023, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to finish better than I started. I'm trying to walk into my inheritance. I'm trying to walk into my promised land. And the only way you and I are going to be able to do that is the same thing. By obeying the Lord's command, I'm going to finish better than I started. And you are going to walk into your inheritance. Thank God for it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you, you two clap again. Maybe everybody else will catch. Hey, I know what Pastor George would say if he was sitting right there. He said, Ronnie, he can call me Ronnie. You can't. He'd say, Ronnie, you've had too much coffee. I'm going to say he's probably right, but somewhere in the mix there is the anointing of God. Come on, somebody. Somewhere in the mix there is the anointing of God. So here we go. Moses has died, and by obeying the Lord's command, they're going to be victorious. Now, let's read Joshua chapter 1, and let's start at verse 6. Follow along with me. Now, as I read, I'm going to emphasize a few places in Scripture as I read it, because that's what I'm going to come back and talk about. So make a mental note as we read through this. Here we go, verse 6. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Here we go. Meditate on it both day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Yes, you have. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified and do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go in 2023. Come on, somebody. Come on, give Jesus praise for that. Wow. 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 Now, if I was going to summarize what I just summarized, or what I just read to you, rather, here's how I would summarize it. In 2023, you're going to finish better than you started. Here's why. God's going to give you the strategy, and you're going to fight for reality. God's going to give you the strategy. 
Joshua chapter 1 is a strategy. Be strong. Be courageous. Hold on to the word. Meditate it on both day and night. And then fight for what is rightfully yours. There is a strategy. So God, has God ever left you or forsaken you? Come on, somebody. No, he's going to give you a strategy. And giving you a strategy, then you and I have to fight for reality. He's going to give us a strategy. And then you know what I got to do? I got, a little, I got to get a little mud on my boots. Come on, somebody. I got to get down in the trenches. I got to fight for what is right. I got to fight for what is mine. And then what happens is I get to walk into my inheritance just as you do also. Here it is real simple. Let's read it this way. God gives you a strategy. I fight for reality, but here's my responsibility. My responsibility, hey, hey, let me stop. Do you guys mind if I read off this card? Because, as you can tell, I don't have my TV. And I'm very lonely up here. But I, I found out I was doing this yesterday morning, and so I didn't want to take the time to make Matthew have to work for the TV. So we're, we're going old school, baby. <laughs> we're going old school. I even have yellow highlights. Come on. Okay, where was I? My responsibility is to obey, yield my heart, and surrender myself to the will of God. You know, I love this phrase right here. It is in the process of obeying I gain understanding. Hey, have you ever found yourself serving God and things just seemed a little cloudy? They, they were a little gray. It was a little fuzzy. And you, you're kind of walking around saying, what do I do, Lord? What's going on here? Well, I tell you what you do. You obey. And you keep walking out your obedience. And then you take another step of obedience and another step of obedience and another step of obedience. And as you walk out those steps of obedience, what happens? All of a sudden, that gray starts going away. That grace, I thought, a, I thought of a commercial I almost was about to sing. No, I'm not going to do it. Just relax. But I don't remember what the commercial was, so it doesn't matter. But all of a sudden, everything starts clearing up. Well, that's what I'm talking about here. My responsibility is real simple. My responsibility is to simply do this. It's to obey. In my obedience, I yield my heart and my, I surrender myself to the will of God, and then in the presence of obeying, the clouds start rolling away. The gray starts going away. The sun, the sun starts shining in. Everything starts making sense. I have, I have one of those. I love them too, baby. I have one of those aha moments. Come on. Things start making sense. Okay, how do I do that? Here we go. Four points that I'm going to help you finish stronger in 2023 than you started. Here it is. Write it down. Number one. Number one, I believe, I love this word right here, I believe fearlessly. Oh, you missed a good place to shout. I believe fearlessly. Well, Pastor Ron, does that mean I'm not going to have any fear? I didn't say that. Fear, I mean, courage is not the absence of fear. It's not being driven by it. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's not being overwhelmed by it. So I'm going to believe Fearlessly, I love what Elizabeth Elliot said in one of her books. She said after her husband, the missionary, died in the jungles, she said every morning she got up, she had fear in her life. Here, I love this. Listen to me now. I had fear in my life, but I put my feet on the floor anyway. 
hey, there's, there's going to be fear. There's going to be concern. There's going to be worry. It, it, there's a natural reaction there. But it's not going to overwhelm me. Why? Because I'm believing fearlessly. Look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Be strong and courageous, and you will lead these people, will lead these people. There's no question mark there. You will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. You will lead these people. Now look at this. I love that phrase, you will lead these people. Why is that important? Because my courage is not about me. It's not about me. It's about we. I don't walk in courage so that I can do great exploits. I walk in courage so that the body of Christ can be motivated and move forward. Listen, your courage is not about you. Here's why. Your courage, you got to write this down, guys, and you got to walk in this. Your courage draws people out of their complacency into their destiny. Your courage draws people out of their complacency into their destiny. Hey, let me give you an example that hits really, really close to home. Over 30 years ago, Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne leave the rock of Panama City and come down Interstate 75 to Gainesville, Florida, and there's no one here waiting on them. What did they have? They had the word of the Lord. And they were being obedient to the word of the Lord. And so they came down here to Gainesville, Florida, based on the word of the Lord, and that it took courage. And look what their courage has brought about here at the Rocket Gainesville. Ah, our destiny, our destiny has been altered because of their courage. What is it, Pastor Jamie? Come on, baby. What, what are we talking about? corporate destiny. I've been, Pastor Jamie hit on this a couple of weeks ago. I've been teaching this principle for 20 years. You have a destiny. You will not get there by yourself. You ain't going to get there by yourself. God's going to put people in your life to help you fulfill your destiny. You're not going to get there by yourself not going to happen. That's why it's called corporate destiny. And you know what? This is the part I love. God's going to put people in your life to help you get to your destiny that you would in no way on God's green earth think they would have any influence on your life. Matter of fact, you want them to leave you alone. <laughs> but God put them there for a reason. Why? It's corporate destiny. Courage that gets me out of complacency and leads me into my destiny. Hey, when I was telling the illustration about you guys, I thought of something else. Can I, can I tell a quick story? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I may have told this story publicly. I really don't remember. So I'm going to tell it anyway because, again, I'm 65. So here we go. <laughs> but I, I love this story because it's exactly what I'm talking about. And it is a verification of the word, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. In 1985, Barbara and I went to First Assembly of God in Ocala, Florida to serve as associates with a wonderful man named Fred McDaniel. When we got down there, 
and we started working, I called the guy that I followed. His name was Bill Ballas. He introduced Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne to each other. I didn't know that at the time. So I called Bill, and I said, hey, Bill, man, really glad to have the opportunity to follow. You've done a great job. You know, I want to, I got to, it's tough to fill your shoes, but tell me this, are there some guys in the area that I can hang out with and develop a relationship with? And he named some guys from the area, they were good guys, and I met them, good guys. But in the course of conversation, he said this, but there's a guy that you need to meet. Now, it's a little ways away, it's up in Panama City, Florida, and he's at Durego Park, Assembly of God, but if you have the chance, you need to meet him. He said, I said, what is his name? George Brantley. This is 1985. He said, George Brantley. So I called Pastor George in Durego Park Assembly of God. He didn't answer. I didn't get through. He called me, missed me. We played phone tag. Finally, I kind of gave up. And so did he. Spin the clock forward just a few years. I go to Davenport, Iowa to be the senior pastor of Westside Assembly of God. Great church up in the Midwest. And I'm pastoring this church, and about, I don't know, probably about the second or third week, this couple walks up to me at the end of the service, Ed and Pat Jackwis. And so Ed walks up to me and says, Pastor Ron, we're so glad you're here. Man, you just, it's just a real joy to have you and Barbara here. You remind me so much of my dad's youth pastor down in Panama City, Florida. I said, no kidding. I said, what's his name? George Brantley. So a few years later, we leave Westside Assembly of God, and we come to Gainesville, Florida to work with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and we're looking around town trying to figure out what we're going to do. We're looking for a school for Blake. He was in the seventh grade at the time. So we're looking for a school, and Susie says, hey, you know what? There's a church here in town that has started a school, and you probably would really enjoy it, and you need to check it out because they believe a lot like you believe. I said, cool, what's the name of the church? The Rock of Gainesville. I said, who's the pastor? So we missed each other. I go back to Iowa to get ready to move, and when I get back to Iowa, we're packing up, getting ready to come to Gainesville. I'm sitting in my office, and my assistant, Joe Lummer, she walks in, and she said, Pastor Ron, there's a man on the phone that wants to talk to you about Gainesville, Florida. I said, oh, really? Wow, that's cool. How about that? I said, who is it? She said, guys, this ball, come on now, this ball started rolling in 1985. And in 1994, we came to Gainesville, Florida. The second person I met in this city was, come on, somebody, give Jesus praise. It's corporate destiny, guys, and their courage altered our destiny. Mm. Their courage altered my destiny. We've been on staff, I just realized the other day, we've been on staff for 26 years, 26 years. I know that I look 35, 26 years. So what am I going to do? I'm going to believe fearlessly. Number two, write it down. I'm going to not only believe fearlessly, I'm going to live intentionally. If I want to finish better in 2023 than I started, 
I, listen to me, I need to quit living life by accident. I need to live life on purpose. Every day I get up, put my feet on the floor with a plan to, listen to me, to advance God's kingdom. Not just wondering what's going to happen in the nine to five. No, I'm putting my feet on the floor and I'm going to advance God's kingdom and I'm going to chase the devil and his henchmen out of this city and my God will reign over Alachua County if I got anything to do with it. Now, I got to be honest. I, huh? Huh? Okay. I told him to come up during that point. I just didn't know point one was going to take so long. That was intentional. I'm going to live intentionally. Not going to live life by accident. I'm going to live life on purpose. Look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 2. Here we go. Moses, my servant, has died, and you and these people, courage affecting other people, you and these people will cross over the Jordan River. Why am I going to cross over the Jordan River? Well, there's my inheritance right there. It's not over here. There's my inheritance over there. So if I'm going to get my inheritance, I'm going to be intentional about it. And I listen to me, I'm going to go seize it. Come on, somebody. I'm going to go seize it. It's teed up, ready for me to take. I'm going to go seize it. Now, living intentional, let me clarify something for you because I know some of you are like me, and this is my mindset sometimes. Living intentional does not just mean being more busy. Because that's, that's the American mindset of Christianity. I want something from God. I'm not getting it so I must not be doing enough. Let me do a little more. You know what that leads to? The wearing down of the saints. That leads, down, that leads to the being weary in well-doing. So it's not just about being busy. Here's what it's about. Trusting the process and resting in God because resting in God solidifies your trust. Resting, in, I would love to say that again, but I have no idea what I just said. Trusting in God is really good. <laughs> Leads to resting in God, and resting in God exemplifies my trust in God. Isn't that the quote you put on Instagram that we talked about? Didn't it, the one, the, the, the language there at the bottom? Something along those lines? Yeah. Go to Instagram. So, I've got to rest in God, and when I rest in God, I'm showing I trust God, and when I trust God, it brings about the rest of God. Now, here's why that's important. Here's why that's important. Write it down. The pathway to your greatest victory is through your greatest fear, and it's through your greatest obstacle. So, what do I do? I keep moving forward regardless of the obstacle. I keep Moving forward, hey, Exodus chapter 14. 
Exodus chapter 14, the nation of Israel is at another border. They're at the Red Sea. They've just come out of Egypt. They're at the Red Sea, and they're about to go on this 40-year journey. And as they stand there, the Red Sea's on one side. The mountains are on the other side. The pursuing Egyptian army is in back of them. And Moses is standing there saying, what do I do, God? How do we handle this? And God, God, being, God being God says this beautiful one line. He says, you and the people move forward. Well, I want to move forward. But there's a Red Sea right there. Now, you're the creator of the universe. You know that Red Sea is there. I want to move forward. But there's a Red Sea right there. And God says, you and the people move forward. Come on, somebody. What do they do? They move forward. That took a long time to get to where we are today in Joshua chapter 1. But what did they do? They kept moving forward. Sometimes they didn't have food God provided. Sometimes snakes were after them. God provided. Sometimes illness and plagues were coming their way. God provided. In the midst of all the things I just mentioned, they kept moving forward. What do I do? There's, there's obstacles there, but I'm going to finish better in 2023 than I started. So what am I going to do? I'm going to keep moving forward. Come on, somebody. I ain't giving up. Ain't got no white flag. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't own a white flag. Not giving up. Number three, here we go. So I'm going to believe fearlessly. I'm going to live intentionally. Number three, write it down. I'm going to associate strategically. I'm going to associate strategically. Let me ask you a question. Who's got your ear? Who's got your ear? Who's speaking into your life? Who's sharing things into your life that you need to make sure you're guarding as to what's getting in there? Are you hang, Listen to me. Are you hanging around with faith-filled people, believers in God's kingdom, prayer warriors, or are you, are you hanging around with Job's comforters? Go ahead and curse God and die. Who are you hanging around with? I've got to associate strategically. I need people in my life that are going to help me fight this battle the way the battle needs to be fought. Look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. Be strong and courageous. Watch this now. And obey all the law, my servant. They didn't get the law. They didn't get their direction from the Wall Street Journal. They didn't get it from Sports Illustrated. They didn't get it from the Gainesville Sun. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. Where'd they get it? They got it. Listen to me now. They got it from the man of God that was spending time with God. And as a result of getting it from the man of God that was spending time with God, they were fulfilling their destiny in the kingdom of God. I've got to associate strategically. Look at Proverbs chapter 13, rather, verse 20. In the Message Bible, here's what it says. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. I want to be wise? Walk with the wise. I want wisdom in my life? What does the Bible say? You want wisdom? Ask. And then there are people that God's going to put in your life that are full of wisdom, and they can help you be directed when you're going through those challenging times. I, I'm going to give you a principle here that's really, really simple, and, and I don't even know how 
I don't want to say I don't know how biblical it is because I think it is biblical. But it's really, really simple. And I want you to get this principle because it'll change your life. It'll change your outlook on life. Here it is right here. People would rather be with people that are always real than people that are always right. Or people that think they're always right. You know what? I would much rather be with someone that will look me square in the eye and say, Pastor Ron, I understand what you're going through. I wish I had the answers. I don't know. But I'm standing on the wall of intercession with you. That's who I want to walk this thing out with. I'm standing on the wall of intercession with you. So who do I look for? Here it is. Write it down. The mark of maturity in a believer is a people that has a growing love for God, a growing love for God's people, and a growing love for the lost. You find that person, you found a pearl in the field. And that's who you spend time with. So, this time I'm serious. I'm almost done. No kidding. Got one more point. Can I finish? I'm going to believe fearlessly. I'm going to live intentionally. I'm going to associate strategically. Number four, I love this one. This is my favorite one. I'm going to commit passionately. I'm going to commit passionately. The zeal of God has consumed me. It's like a fire down in my soul. It's a fire that I can't quench. It's a fire that I can't put out. Look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Here we go. Meditate on it both day and night that you will be prosperous and successful. Now, does that mean, Pastor Ron, that there's not going to be times as I try to finish stronger than I started in 2023 does that mean there's not going to be times and moments of frustration? Nah, I'm going to get frustrated sometimes. But here's what I've got to do. I've got to battle spiritual warfare. You fight with opposites. I fight lust with love. I fight pride with humility. I fight with opposites. So when I find myself getting frustrated, what do I fight it with? I fight it with passion. I am not giving up. Now, why is that important? Write it down. Apathy makes excuses, passion finds a way. See, I get, I get frustrated. Come on now. How many times have you found yourself getting frustrated and the first thing that came out of your mouth is, I give up, I quit, I didn't sign up for this. Now, I know easily that most of you dads have probably had to at some point in time put together a toy that you got your kids for Christmas. And you sat there on the floor with 20 million pieces in front of you and an instruction manual that looked like Encyclopedia Britannica and you're trying to put this thing together and you're so frustrated you're about to pull your hair out. You're gonna throw the toy away. You're gonna kick the dog. I mean, it's just gonna get crazy. And then you say, I'm taking this. What do you say? I'm taking this back. What are you laughing at, Jasmine? I know. See, we have, we have a saying around our house. You got to put something together, you give it to Jasmine. Give her a screwdriver and a pair of pliers, and she will take over the world. That's not my gifting, guys. That's not my gifting. 
And so I'm, I'm paying the guy at Walmart. I don't care what it costs. I'm paying the guy at Walmart to put that puppy together because I know I'm going to get frustrated. And when I get frustrated, I'm quitting. Frustration leads to apathy. Here, let me say it again. Frustration leads to apathy. Apathy makes excuses. Passion You guys are preaching for me today. Passion finds a way. Passion says, you know what? Things don't look good right now. They don't feel good right now. They don't seem good right now. I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep on moving forward. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not quitting in Jesus' name. came across this quote, I don't know, recently, and I wrote it in my notes, and as I was going through my notes yesterday morning in the office, I found it. It's a quote by Andy Stanley that really goes along with what we're talking about today. Here it is. I think they've got it up there, so read along. Blessed is the man who gets an opportunity to devote his life to something bigger than himself. That's a blessing. I'm having to give myself to something that's bigger than me. That's kind of intimidating. That's kind of overwhelming. That's a blessing. Yeah, it's a blessing. Because a lot of people are given that opportunity. Listen to me now. A lot of people are given that opportunity, but they won't take advantage of it. Blessed is the man. I love the second part. That's why I'm going to keep reading. Blessed is the man who gets an opportunity to devote himself to something bigger than himself, to devote his life to something bigger than himself, watch this now, and finds himself surrounded by friends who share his passion. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. So let's bring all this together and wrap up. How am I, Pastor Ron? going to finish stronger than I started in 2023? How am I going to give my best when it matters the most? This scripture right here brings all of this together in a beautiful way. Romans chapter 12, starting at verse 9. How am I going to give my best when it matters the most? Well, my love is going to have to be sincere. I have to hate what is evil. I need to cling to what is good. If I'm going to finish stronger in 2023 than I started, I've got to be devoted to one another in brotherly love, and I have to honor one another above myself because Pastor Ron said it's not about me, it's about we. I need to never be lacking in zeal, but I I need to be committed to passion and keep my spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. I've got to be joyful in hope. I need to be patient in affliction, but I must be faithful in prayer. I've got to share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. You live those words right there. I live those words right there. Guess what, guys? My 2023, your 2023 is going to be incredible. You're going to finish stronger than you start. 
As we wrap up today, let me just say this to you. I'm gonna, we're going to pray in just a moment. But I want to say to all of us, but particularly you that are here today, and say, Pastor Ron, my 2023 is rough. My 2023, my 2022, my 2021, it's been tough. And I'm coming to the realization as you share this morning that one of the reasons for that is because I'm not serving Jesus. I can't have that peace. I can't have that rest. I don't have that comfort that you've talked about today. So my 2023 has gotten off to a bad start and it's gone downhill from there because I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. And as I pray for you, I'm going to give you the ability, I'm going to have the ability to give you the assurance that the Word says your 2023 can change today by the entrance of Jesus into your life. You know, we use the phrase a lot of times, life turns on a dime. Well, guess what? Your life can turn on a spiritual dime today by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Clint gave us a scripture during our prayer team meeting from Romans chapter 5 today. It says, we are justified by faith, therefore we have peace. If there's no peace in your life, ask yourself the question right now, is there no peace because I'm not justified by faith? That can change for you in an instant of time because of the miracle power of our God. Bow your heads with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now in your wonderful name, in the name of your mighty Son, that, Father, as we have shared the word today, we have the assurance of knowing that we can experience a new life because of what Jesus does for us. So I pray over this entire congregation right now, Lord, and I say if there's someone in this congregation sitting to my right or to my left or down the middle that does not know Christ, I say, Lord, just speak to their heart right now and give them the blessing and the knowledge of knowing that their life, not just a year, not just a moment in time, but their life can change in Jesus' name. And so speak to their heart right now, Father, and just minister by your compassion, by your grace, by your mercy, by your love, that they can experience the awesome power of God's love in a moment of time. Show them that right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Nobody looking around just for a second. You're here in this room and you say, Pastor Ron, that's me. That's me. I don't have peace because I'm not justified by Christ, but I sure want to be. I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, and I want my 2023 and years to come to change because of what God does in my life through Christ. Would you please pray for me? Put your hand up right where you are. Right where you are. Right where you are. Yes. 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 You can put it down. Thank you, brother. Anybody else? Yes. In the back. Thank you very much. Yes. Right over here. Thank you very much. Thank God. Thank God. Your life is changing right now. Even before we pray, Jesus is just, he's touching your heart right now. It's beautiful, guys. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. We're all going to pray together. Our job is not to make it easy. Our job is to make it simple. And we're going to pray together. 
and we're going to declare what the Word says. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, you will be saved, and your life, 2023 and beyond, is going to change in Jesus' name. So I'm going to lead all of you in prayer. Everybody's praying together, but all I ask you to do, if you raise your hands, just simply pray it, believe it, and mean it, and let God do the rest of the work. Let's pray together. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name, and I ask you right now to forgive me of my sin, to change my life, to set me on a new course. I ask you, Lord, to remove those things that have been holding me back. And those old things are being passed away, and I am becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the forgiveness of sin. Thank you, Father, for the changing of my life. Thank you, Father, for the changing of my today and many days to come. And I honor you today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's give Jesus praise today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.